Click now on the link in the description and get this full audiobook for free. ...of the adolescence of Western art. There was a problem with the Kuros, however. It didn't look right. The first to point this out was an Italian art historian named Federico Zeri, who served on the Getty's Board of Trustees. When Zeri was taken down to the museum's restoration studio to see the Kuros in December of 1983, he found himself staring at the sculpture's fingernails. In a way he couldn't immediately articulate, they seemed wrong to him. Evelyn Harrison was next. She was one of the world's foremost experts on Greek sculpture, and she was in Los Angeles visiting the Getty just before the museum finalized the deal with Bikina. Arthur Houghton, who was then the curator, took us down to see it, Harrison remembers. He just swished a cloth off the top of it and said, Well, it isn't ours yet, but it will be in a couple of weeks. And I said, I'm sorry to hear that. What did Harrison see? She didn't know. In that very first moment, when Houghton swished off the cloth, all Harrison had was a hunch, an instinctive sense that something was amiss. A few months later, Houghton took Thomas Hoving, the former director of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, down to the Getty's conservation studio to see the statue as well. Hoving always makes a note of the first word that goes through his head when he sees something new and he'll never forget what that word was when he first saw the kuros. It was fresh. Fresh, Hoving recalls. And fresh was not the right reaction to have to a 2,000-year-old statue. Later, thinking back on that moment, Hoving realized why that thought had popped into his mind. I had dug in Sicily, where we found bits and pieces of these things. They just don't come out looking like that. The kuros looked like it had been dipped in the very best cafe latte from Starbucks. Hoving turned to Houghton. Have you paid for this? Houghton, Hoving remembers, looked stunned. If you have, try to get your money back, Hoving said. If you haven't, don't. The Getty was getting worried, so they convened a special symposium on the kuros in Greece. They wrapped the statue up, shipped it to Athens, and invited the country's most senior sculpture experts. This time, the chorus of dismay was even louder. Harrison, at one point, was standing next to a man named Georges Despenis, the head of the Acropolis Museum in Athens. He took one look at the kuros and blanched. Anyone who has ever seen a sculpture coming out of the ground, he said to her, could tell that that thing has never been in the ground. Georgios Dantas, head of the Archaeological Society in Athens, saw the sculpture and immediately felt cold. When I saw the kuros for the first time, he said, I felt as though there was a glass between me and the work. Dantas was followed in the symposium by Angelos Delavorius, director of the Banaki Museum in Athens. He spoke at length on the contradiction between the style of the sculpture and the fact that the marble from which it was carved came from Thassos. Then he got to the point. Why did he think it was a fake? Because when he first laid eyes on it, he said, he felt a wave of intuitive repulsion. By the time the symposium was over, the consensus among many of the attendees appeared to be that the kuros was not at all what it was supposed to be. 
The Getty, with its lawyers and scientists and months of painstaking investigation, had come to one conclusion, and some of the world's foremost experts in Greek sculpture, just by looking at the statue and sensing their own intuitive repulsion, had come to another. Who was right? For a time, it wasn't clear. The kouros was the kind of thing that art experts argued about at conferences. But then, bit by bit, the Gettys' case began to fall apart. The letters the Gettys' lawyers used to carefully trace the kouros back to the Swiss physician Laufenberger, for instance, turned out to be fakes. One of the letters, dated 1952, had a postal code on it that didn't exist until 20 years later. Another letter dated 1955 referred to a bank account that wasn't opened until 1963. Originally, the conclusion of long months of research was that the Getty Kuros was in the style of the Anavisos Kuros. But that, too, fell into doubt. The closer experts in Greek sculpture looked at it, the more they began to see it as a puzzling pastiche of several different styles from several different places and time periods. The young man's slender proportions looked a lot like the Tania Kouros, which is in a museum in Munich, and his stylized beaded hair was a lot like that of the Kouros in the Metropolitan Museum in New York. His feet, meanwhile, were, if anything, modern. The Kouros it most resembled, it turned out, was a smaller, fragmentary statue that was found by a British art historian in Switzerland in 1990. The two statues were cut from similar marble and sculpted in quite similar ways. But the Swiss kouros didn't come from ancient Greece. It came from a forger's workshop in Rome in the early 1980s. And what of the scientific analysis that said that the surface of the Getty kouros could only have aged over many hundreds or thousands of years? Well, it turns out things weren't that cut and dry.